Good Wednesday morning, guys. Thank you kindly for joining us on Real Talk with Keith Smith. It's a pleasure to connect with you guys through the I Love Seville Network on a show presented by Yes Realty Partners. We are live in downtown Charlottesville on a day that is finally dry. I think I saw Noah's Ark float <laughs> down Market Street yesterday, Tuesday, where we had, what, 14 straight hours of rain maybe more, 15 hours of rain. I saw two giraffes. I saw two beagles. I saw two labs. I saw two lizards. I saw two lions. I only saw one Keith Smith, though. We, only, we spent too much time because I'm always thinking, you know, I'm going to say exactly that. I'm not sure you... Smith made Noah's Ark. No, there was only one. Don't Noah's they go in pairs, Judah, <clears throat> onto well, the Ark of Noah? Noah just looked at me and went, yeah, pairs. I don't think so. Noah looked at Keith and said, you stick. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Learn how to swim. yourself over Learn there. Learn how to swim. Is that a new jacket, my friend? Uh, that. I don't think I've seen you wear that jacket. Uh, it, it, it is not a new jacket. Um, you know what? Yeah, this thing is probably as old as you. Okay, fantastic. I, so I, that jacket is 35 years old. I bought this in probably 83. 83? Maybe before that, no. Uh, probably 81, 82. That jacket is 40 plus years old. Yep. 40-plus-year-old jacket. It's held up well. Well, I keep... Not that we need to talk about my closet habits. What's the purchase price of a 42, 43-year-old jacket? Donna Patton, we're going to sing you a happy birthday. Get ready, Donna. Get ready, Donna Patton. I mean, now or then? No, then. I I don't remember. I mean, you have a ballpark, don't you? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I mean, are we talking like 25 bucks? No, no, no. It was in the hundreds, I'm sure. No uh, way. Well, so not a chance in H E double hockey sticks that a jacket purchased in 1981 so the is in the hundreds I don't of dollars. Know that is the duty that I was on. The Marine Corps gave us money to buy because we never wore uniforms to wear jackets and you know suits and stuff like that. So that came part of that. I I can't remember what it was, but um, the reason I need to look at the label because because I I bought it up in D.C. Anyway. Yeah, I can you figure out what the cost is of a jacket? I just had a curiosity. Oh, it Inflation it depends. Well, no, on I know it depends. What you're on. Buying, right? I, no, I totally get that. Yeah. So I, I, my my suspicion is is at the time this was probably a couple hundred bucks. Uh, I, you know. If you looked at the label, you would know why. Okay. Black uh, Holly Foster says actually Gosling's Black Sea Rum with some boiling water with honey and lemon that works great for you. So that Ooh. reminds me of my mother-in-law's. God rest her soul, mother-in-law's solution to this. Holly. Okay. What is it? Get it's, hammered? <laughs> it could be where I'm ending up with this story. Okay. Because uh, they're Austrian, right? They're Austrian. They enjoy the, something wet. But Yona's home place, right? You know, this is what, this is what you get when, when the good doctor's not showing up. <laughs> Lisa Sturdivant? <laughs> um, uh, is a village in lower Austria that the brew, it's like, 35, 33 homes in it. The brewery in it celebrated its 1,250th year of continuing operation, just to tell you how old the stuff. But the answer for her was local honey, has to be local honey, hot tea, and cognac. Okay. And keep on drinking them until you don't give a shit no more. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's the solution to it. But uh, thank you, Holly, for it. Um, uh, I, I, I do like my r- uh, rum in, in tea, as those who watch the show. So 
Thank you. So happy birthday, Donna. Ready, ready to do the solution to a lot of things. Are you three shotting? Are you three shotting Judas so people can see you? Look at you, to Judas, like so, so engaging today. I know. Good for you, buddy. Wet the whistle. You wet the whistle. See what happens. Look look what you get. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a funny video about uh, uh, singing the uh, singing Happy Birthday. Okay. It was a. uh, They were at a. They were at a teppanyaki restaurant, and they wanted the uh, server to sing "Happy Birthday" in in Japanese. He had, he didn't know a lick of Japanese, so he starts singing. Make it to Donna. Sing it to Donna. Well, he's just he just starts singing Mitsubishi Nissan. <laughs> sing it to sing it to Donna. <laughs> Mitsubishi Nissan Donna. Mitsubishi Nissan Donna. Donna. Oh God. Happy birthday. Happy Donna. birthday. Happy we birthday. sincerely mean that. I miss you uh, in the studio. We love that you... Uh, I enjoy your company. I enjoy when you come on the show. You are a, a, an oracle of knowledge. One of my favorite things about you is your commitment and affinity to, to rescuing animals, in particular dogs. Your love for canines is something that we all share here. And you know why? She's awesome. Ah. Because only the awesome people are born kind of around the 10th or the 11th. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Keith's birthday is tomorrow. Just saying. The awesome people Wish are Keith born. Uh, Smith a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if Mrs. Smith comes in with a cupcake before the end of the oh, show. Oh, so we're we'll going to see sing. Yona with a cupcake. Well, no, no. You know, as Donna, sing, as Donna. We can all sing Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. God's on my hand, my left hand, the God's ear. Right? Reminds me of a true story. It's my words, my words to God. Whatever. <laughs> Behave, will you? There was a guy I grew up that was in the city in, in, in New York in Brooklyn that was Italian that thought he understood could speak Italian because he can say managat, lasagna, ziti. I went, dude, that doesn't mean you can't speak. Manja. Manja. That yeah. means you don't, can't speak Italian. Manja. But anyway, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, you know, you, what are you going to do for your birthday? Um, I think we got no show Friday because no of your birthday. Friday your birthday, right? Yep. Yeah, um, I'm very lucky. Um, Yvonne in Houston. That's his daughter and son-in-law. And, they live and, in Richmond. And thank you. And Yona, uh, or I have a surprise dinner somewhere in Richmond tomorrow night. Okay. The Real Talk with Keith Smith airs at ten fifteen in the morning. We're going to spend the night with them. Okay. And then in the, on Thursday evening. On Thursday evening. Okay. Thank you for the reminder when we do the show. Okay. It's only been almost five years and three <laughs> days a week. I do tend to forget what time we do this. Uh, and. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to hang out uh, for half the first half of the day with baby Ray. Oh, that's awesome. My, my, my one-year-old granddaughter. I'm, I'm excited. Beautiful. That is, uh, I wish I could have all of them around, but the other ones are up in Connecticut. But that is going to be my little birthday gift is to spend the first half of the day hanging out with a little one-year-old that actually thinks I'm cool. You, know, you event- are cool. Eventually, she's going to get wise to that. Oh, you're a cool guy. I bet you're a fantastic, what, what do they call you, Pappy? No, Pop Dad. Pop Dad. Pop Dad. Pop Dad Pop made Dad. it from Connecticut to Richmond, I see. The moniker. It did. It did. Because once, they, once, you, once you get stuck with one of these things, you get stuck with one oh, of these things. Oh, you're like monikered, you're branded for life? Some, something, something like that. Pop Dad is a mouthful. Uh, our, our boys call uh, um, the two grandfathers Gramps or Pee Pee. We were very fortunate. <laughs> uh, baby Ravenna because she's so awesome, mm. was born on the 7th of January. Again, more you know, awesomeness if you're in January. It's just an awesome month, right? Mm. And we had uh, 
Is that if you ever in Richmond and you like cupcakes, go to Cameo Cakery. They make these probably the best cupcakes you could, buy, from my perspective, you can buy. And they have this super huge birthday cupcake. And of course, when you give that to a one-year-old, you know what's going to happen. They're going to be all over it and and putting their hands in it and put it and put it in their face. I don't understand when a 60-plus-year-old guy does that. People think it's a little weird, but, you know, he was putting all that kind of stuff in his face, in our face. But this was so cool, and we were so blessed. There was two sets of grandparents and one set of great-grandparents celebrating this kid's one-year one birthday. And that's, that's kind of a rare thing. We're blessed to be able to do that. Family is everything. The older I get, family and health are all that matters. Takes you uh, years of perspective to get to that point. So but you want some good news? Oh, please! I Inventory love good news. Inventory starting to uptick, dude. I've noticed, and I Big just time. saw on uh, Big time. on the ticker in, in the studio. For those that don't know, we have a we have a number of TVs. You're talking in about the my studio. ticker? I'm over sixty. You don't be talking no. about my ticker when I'm. Do you over have a, defri- a defibrillator in there? Pacemaker in there? Which, uh, I'm just You're gonna... in good shape, my friend. Yeah, I am. Yeah. You're in good health. Mm. You ride your bike. You get after it. You take care of yourself. Yep. You're the, uh, you're the pinnacle of health. I've got issues. No, behave. <laughs> <laughs> behave. I, would, I would not have taken the bait. I have too oh, much. Oh, bullshit. You, you're, you're, you're that big old grin on your face. I have too much love for you to take thank that you, bait. Thank you. Thank too you, much. Thank you. Inventory thank is upticking. Uh, mortgage Ref- rates are in <clears throat> the sixes. And I saw on CNBC this yeah, morning. Remember. Refinancing applications are, are upticking big time. Yeah, this I is a lot get. of people that secured seven plus flirting with eight that are yeah, refinancing yeah, 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 now. Yeah, 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 now yeah. Keith is going to speak. In the last the last twelve months or so. Right, 12, right. 12, yeah, yeah. Keith is going to speak to this. Then I'll get out of his way. I understand that rates are in the sixes, mid sixes, low sixes, depending on your credit score. This is what Keith is going to say. Should a large leave? portion. Should I just leave. Let you do this. A large portion <laughs> of the home ownership population, and by large portion, it's probably north of 70% now. That number is eroding because people have to uh, sell their homes due to death, divorce, job loss. We're going to talk about which that. Which I've learned from you, and he's going to talk about that. We've got some national data to, to back that up today. Um, what you were going to say is there's still a large portion of the ownership in America and in Central Virginia and the Charlottesville area that have rates below 4 yeah, it's, it's a huge number. Yeah. I think it's closer to 80%, to be honest with you. But, but you know, the 20% that don't, that are in this 7 or 8% range... And, are going to be incentivized. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the rule of thumb is anywhere between 1 to 2 points. Closer to 2 points, right, 2 percentage points lower. It kind of makes sense because it's going to cost you money to do it. But, you know, we've dropped pretty darn close, close to that. But, you know, last 7 days, today going backwards, car footprint... And it's actually greater than the car footprint, and we'll talk about that here in a minute, because I was looking this morning at what came on the market. Louise is continuing to be the rock star on inventory, uh, but there's 47 that came on the market. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, now again, it was the holidays, we were at 15, 16, 17 units, right? So, you know, the last time I had to go back, the last time that we had a seven-day window that had 40 or over was back in July because, as everybody knows, Smith learned how to take pictures and it dates and times them. So, so you know, we're kind of back in midsummer uh, inventory that's coming on the market, and we're in January. So, you know what, guys? 
Spring market sprung. And I'll continue with this prediction. And before I get to my prediction that I've, I've, I've um, proclaimed from the tip top of Carter's Mountain, frankly speaking, just from behind this microphone on the I Love Seville Network. Stephanie there, Wells right? Rhodes, I want to highlight first. Hey, Stephanie. Interstate service company. Interstate is a home's best friend. Well, ISC is who you want to call for Particularly, anything. you want to get your home on the market. These are the folks you need to call. Interstate service company. Right, because we're, we're, we're ticking up. That means competition is picking up. Stephanie, we should get you back on the show. Absolutely. Mr. We- Wells your brother on the show we need to robbie on the show having the right features and condition and condition is the one that we're talking about yeah here uh is super important uh she says larry rose which is her fantastic husband is pp pp the letters pp yeah for short for grampy um my father-in-law started off as pappy t and our oldest when he was two to three years old could not say pappy t so he just said PP. Well, what's the T referring to? Ah, Tim. Got it. And he just said PP. And he came up with PP <laughs> by calling uh, my father in law. Well, interestingly. <laughs> As a guy who's north of 60. Taking a PP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes, Oh, this is PP. Oh, that's PP. And it stuck. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, we're going to leave that one alone because this is a family friendly <laughs> show. But, you know, when you get over a certain age, you know, hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking at. Um, so my prediction, you 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 know, is is we will see inventory continue to uptick throughout 2024 as rates fall, and the chitter chatter um, is rates are going to continue to fall as we head into Q1 or or beyond Q1 into Q2 and into Q3. I mean, eventually folks are going to weigh the scales of justice and say, let's put this equity into motion, this, this, this money into motion. Even though we're going to have a higher rate, we have significant equity. So I, Absolutely. So I just did, of the 48 that came on the market, I just did some quick, quick math. Um, the, by far, the largest is um, Albemarle County, which is about 24 to 48. The second largest... Is largest the, what? Units coming on market? What jurisdictions have the most... Thank you. Have the most units... That came on in the last seven days, where the where the homes are, right? So it's about twenty four of them were in in uh, Almore, only two in Charlottesville, one in Fulvana, four in Green, three in Nelson. Everything else, which is twelve of them, if I did the count right, uh, it was in Louisa. So Louisa, we talked about this on the show a couple of last week when we ran up our year end numbers. You know, uh, the rock star as far as volume of sales goes was Louisa. The rock star also, you know, the second, the, 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 the ten-ton elephant as far as value goes is Albemarle. The second one is Louisa, right? And I'd have to pull it up to quote the exact numbers here. But, you know, so they're increasing in their sales. And, that, and we've been talking about this for the last few shows that I've been keeping a closer Eye, eye on that, and I'm going to keep tracking that to see if it keeps on going. But yeah, I've just we jumped from you know below 20 consistently for the last couple of months to uh, almost 50. Now we need to highlight how important it is to have units come on the market. This impacts not just realtors or real estate agents. This impacts title companies, appraisers. This impacts home inspectors. This impacts photographers of homes to get them ready to list on the MLS. This impacts remodeling companies, one of the best, if not the best, interstate service company, a home's best friend. This impacts landscapers. 
Everybody this impacts on our, on, our, I, on our partners tab. But if the supply chain of inventory coming on the market is as important of any supply chain in Central Virginia, except for maybe the University of Virginia. Well, if and the, good the spies was sitting here, and the spies, the uh, the, spies. the government contractors, if you may, I call them the spies. That they're not all spies. Not all of them spies, but, but enough of them are. It's fancy to say. It's it's fun to say on the uh, enough talk of show. them are. Yeah, I, I I I used to have a top secret clearance that kind of did, I understand that world. James Watson, Aaron King, hey, hello, James. Mr. DL, hello. But if the good doctor was sitting here, what she would tell us, because I would ask her, what she would tell us, because we know this, that. Um, our ecosystem, the housing ecosystem, is second to is government contract. The gov- the and the Commonwealth of well, Virginia. To the government. To the, the government, overall yeah. government. And that, of course, is local government, state government. Now we're, and that's in the Commonwealth. That's in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Now, you know, we have, that includes military. Right? I'd say oh. we're probably third in Central Virginia. Real estate. Well, you know, again, uh, I'm trying to reschedule the good doctor because one of the things that I really want to talk to her about. Because one's UVA, two's the spies. 1.2 million, 1.2 billion, billion economic impact for the spies. You think real estate's 1.2 billion economic impact to match the spies in Central Virginia? I don't know the answer to that, and I would be. I'm shocked that Carr hasn't commissioned an analysis. Or a well, study similar to the white paper that uh, the chamber co-author, co-commission in conjunction with Albemarle and Charlottesville City on the spies and the economic <clears> impact. Well, I can't speak for CAR, but I can speak for the Regional Housing Partnership because you're a part of it. Um, I'm the, currently the vice chair and had a great conversation with Ned yesterday. Who's the Ned chair. Galloway. Ned Galloway. Albemarle County Board of Supervisor. And one of the things that I am pushing for the Regional Housing Partnership maybe Carr might want to participate in this, is to do exactly the same thing on housing. So we actually could have that document and we would know that. But if the good doctor was, Lisa was here, what I wanted to focus a lot on, because we don't, I don't anyway, have access to this, the, this information in our MLS or our stats. I have to look elsewhere for it of things like why are people moving in and out. So we're going to talk about it from United Van Lines. They do their year-end. You love that. Well, they've been doing it for 19 they've been doing it for, since 1977. The reason I love it, this is real world stuff. These are people that are actually moving from point A to point B and they they you know, they ask the right questions. So it's it, it's interesting um uh, we might as well, do we want to take a dive into this? Oh, let's stuff? go. I think Judah has slides. Yeah, so why don't you jump on slide number 8, right? Ooh. So we're going to focus on what is the primary reason for moving, right? So this is what they ask, and the, and, the, and the breakdown is retirement, health, family, lifestyle, job, and cost, right? So retirement, health, family, lifestyle, and jo- job are self-explanatory. Yeah. So people know cost actually means cost of living, right? People are moving here because the cost of living is higher or lower from where they're, where they're, where they're coming, and I do have a spreadsheet. So just a moment, please. I have to check my spreadsheet. Uh, Keith came prepared. I have the spreadsheet right here. You have the spreadsheet. Keith, thank you for making this copy. Yeah, Judah, well, does Judah have this slide? Uh, that is not a slide. Okay. I should have done that. Okay. But I didn't do that. Um, um, I, was dis- I would classify this as a cheat sheet. No, it's not so a cheat sheet. Smith, so Smith doesn't have to do the math. This is an organization it, presentation tool. Huh? An organization presentation tool. Huh? 
Management so, of perception. Such a key so, tool so, to life. So let's just take a look at job. And the reason I want to focus on that real quick is we've been talking about this for a while. The jump from 2022 to 2023 is almost 15%. So there's 15% more of the people that moved inbound. So these are people that came from other states or other areas. There are states in particular. These are not internal, right? This is Virginia Commonwealth-wide. This is the Commonwealth of Virginia, right? So So, 15% additional people moved to the Commonwealth that cited job as the motivation for their move. Now, if we want to get real technical about it, about... 5% 5% left. So if we round it up a little bit, about we, we had a 10% gain because you got to take out what left. And That's what, still an incremental what, gain. That is a huge gain. If you take a look at those particular numbers, that's it. The other thing that was most noteworthy to me, to take a look at the retirement loss. We lost um, about 11 12% of people moved out for retirement. But do me a favor. How about the income? That's what I want to jump to. Get, that, get this. Can I put it in perspective? Sure. That'll be, that'll be slide number nine. Slide nine. This, guys, this is a fantastic show. You're about to learn a hell of a lot of stuff here on slide nine. Huh? Income inbound. <coughs> People inbound to the Commonwealth of Virginia. Income at the 100,000, 150,000. Do the 150. The 150,000 household income threshold. The Commonwealth inbound had an uptick of 11.81%. Let's call it 12. 12%. Outbound, they lost nobody at that, at that level. 0.34. So for all intents and purposes, nobody. we, we gained. Well, you, you gained we, over 12%. We gained over 12%. But if you over 150,000 household income, 150,000. whole state now, guys. Whole state, Commonwealth, year over year, 2022 versus 2023, an uptick of 12% plus. And this, if people want to know why we're, we're at 123300 that's it. The HUD median income for Charlottesville MSA is 123300 I saw former Mayor Nakia Walker put that on her Facebook page recently. Age is a little difficult to break down. <laughs> he didn't go up. He didn't want to Okay, go ahead. I put that out there to see if you would. You're such a schmuck. You would take the bait. I see, I wanted to see if you would take the bait over there. Go ahead. Do you know what a schmuck is? Mm. Okay. No, um, no schmuck. One of your best friends. We had a, uh, it was pretty flat on 65 and up and 55 and up, but there was a loss. Johnny Ornalis, Kipasa Hey, brother. There was a loss in the, you know, the younger ages, the 18 <coughs> to 34. And we're going to find out again when we get the, the doctor on because, because I, I want to take a dive into this information very specific to our – look, like politics, all real estate is local. Oh, yeah. This is great state stuff, and it's great to know, and we can also look at the national stuff. But what's happening in our back door – Right, that's important, and that's what we try to do here, and that's what what we try to do is get some accurate, updated, local one shot information up, up, up on the uh, out out there. But at the end of the day, I'm not so sure we're going to be that far off. We might be upticked a little bit more. I think you might see a job float up now. You know, back on this 150 and over, which is you know, you know. You know, we had, just to think about it, 52.5%. So f- over 
of everybody who moved into this into this state was making north of 150 grand. I mean, th- this goes with what Bloomberg Where's, said. Bloomberg said in 2022 they did a tally, a survey. Bloomberg, global media brand. Did you see how low under 50 grand was? Charlottesville and the global media brand Bloomberg's rankings was top 20 in the nation for the amount of people, the Charlottesville MSA, amount of people working hybrid or remote work. Yeah. So if you combine the 100 the inbound... People are coming here to work hybrid. If you combine the 100... It's a great place to live. Well, I and, love and Seville does a great job what, promoting And that's what we don't know, and that's what we're trying... I want to get from... Because she has that data. And say, okay... What jobs are actually coming in? What jobs are actually going out? You know, what does the buyer look like? What does the seller look like? You know, these are great um, high-level topics to talk about and numbers to talk about it. But again, you know, moving into the state of Virginia, north of 100 grand is roughly 75% of the total amount of people that came in, right? 75% of the people that inbound to um, Virginia, if you add the the 52 and the 25, it's north of 75%, somewhere around 76, 77, 7%, right? That's almost 80 in my mind. That's only 20% of the rest was under that. And the question becomes... Where are they going to live? Where are they going to live? Ah. You know, well, it's not so much that. It's, it's The question also becomes, with the bags of money they're coming... And as they consume... Are they bags of money? Is that really what they're doing? I mean, clearly. <clears throat> your, your data well, justifies it. Well, I think that insinuates that, that, <clears throat> that people are... Um, I mean, the HUD income level money, uh, median income, average, the, the median income according to HUD for the Charlottesville MSA is increasing. Oh, it'll go up. That, that, I can tell you that 123... is going to be even higher. It's going to be higher, yeah. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if we hit, we hit 125 or north of 125. Right. Yeah. So, um, so they're cannibalizing or consuming or purchasing real estate, homes, need a place to live, and are gentrifying the community and pushing lower income owners out to the detriment of businesses that need frontline workers. So their last seven days, 34 homes closed. Okay. Uh, 12 of them were cash. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I can only go back 30 days in this snapshot. I mean, the all-cash buyer is what? A third of the market, roughly? Well, um, I moved out of it. So whatever that math difference, that math difference is, I, I wanted to uh, see what the last 30 days looked like. I, I realized that um, I only can go back 30 days in my quick little market monitor that they offer, offer us. But there's two in the last 30 days. The com- you know, that's complete car footprint, 217 units sold. Let's find out how many of them are cash. I would bet you the all-cash buyer, all right, I'll give you a realistic prediction, 25%, 25 to 30% all-cash. Well, if somebody who's smarter than me needs to do the math. Judah, 200, Judah Liza, Liza <laughs> the dog. <laughs> 217 in the last 30 days You closed. figured this out, Judah. You got, you got a calculator here. 67 were cash. So somebody, 217 total, 67. Somebody, somebody needs to do the math on that. Well, 50% will, would be roughly 100. You're, you're, talking, you're talking 30%. Yeah, I would say 30%. Roughly. You're talking 30% off the top of my head. Yeah, roughly 30%. Yeah, and that's been consistent. 30, 30, 31%. Do you do that math? 
Uh, 217.67. Let's say 31%. It's roughly the top of my head. I, let's call it a third for the sake of a talk show, and uh, particularly for a guy who can't do math without a spreadsheet. But yeah, so thirty-one percent of buyers all cash over which period of time? Uh, that's thirty days going back. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Now that keeps in because I only can go thirty days back on this quick little snapshot I have. Uh, we can surely look at okay, what it closed in all of all of Charlottesville, for instance. I could do that quickly and see how much of that was cash. But my suspicion is, and we've been tracking this on the show for a while, it's around 30%. But I would love, I was, I'm wondering if anybody who's watching the feeds have any thoughts or comments on this particular data, particularly the income side of it. Do they, you know, how do they feel about that and, and any thoughts, thoughts on that? Judah Wickhauer, that number? Yeah, I mean, you guys had it right. It's about 0.3. 0.3, roughly 30%. Yeah, that's, that's what it looks like. I mean, that's going to change, and, 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 and I, I have to emphasize this. I continue to emphasize this. That's before the impact of $11 billion from Amazon and Louisa. That's before the impact of 250 to $300 million of Northrop Grumman and Waynesboro. That's before the true opening of Paul Manning's Biotech Institute, and that's before the true opening of Jeffrey Woodruff's Data Science School. So just to throw a little bit of a... Um caveat on the 49 uh, uh, that just came on the market, um, 13 of them are new construction. And they, uh, they, they arrange everything from actually built to paper houses. So 13 of the 49 are uh, new construction, which you're going to start seeing more and more of. I mean, if, if you have an opportunity to create any kind of new construction, it sells before the project even cracks dirt. Well, yeah, you, well, that depends on the project, right? It depends on the location. I, right. mean, I, I mean that a bit tongue-in-cheek, but you know what I mean. Well, it's important to note that as a builder and a developer in this current market, I kind of want to wait to the last minute to put a house on the, you know, start going vertical with, with residential stuff. And that's what you're starting to see. You're definitively seeing that out in Fulvana and Colonial Circle. And, oh, by the way, um, uh, tag our good friend Chris Fairchild, uh, he's now the chair of the Fulvana County Board of Supervisors. Good job. So little kudos out to, kudos out to, out to him. Uh, Chris Fairchild's a good man. Uh, he's a good man, and uh, uh, he will run those meetings super efficiently. That I can. Well, what, what's he want to do when he gets out of the meeting? Pardon? What's he doing when he gets out of the meeting? Uh, yeah, I, you're going to have to ask him that question. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone a little bit. I love it. I love Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, just when he's going to get out of the meeting? Yeah, when he gets out of the meeting. He's probably going to have a sip or something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. be efficient with the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He'll, he'll be super efficient in the meeting, and the meetings will be run. What do you think I said? I, I, my hearing aids are, are, okay. are getting a little squelchy on me here, so I, I don't know what I actually yeah, I just say. meant, you know, you run an efficient You know, meeting. I am over 60, so, you know, and I have hearing aids. And His I'm birthday's up, tomorrow. I'm of a certain age. That, that we go ahead and go ahead and do that, but yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, you know, new construction forty. Excuse me. New units came on outside of Albemarle County. The the, the rock star is Louisa. Todd That's, Rath, welcome to the show. I actually, had a couple of folks text me after the show the the other day about uh, looking into Louisa uh, as far as uh, you know in, buying and selling and stuff like that. So you're going to start seeing Louisa uptick a little bit. Definitely green. 
But I think we've been saying that for a while. We have been. Scott Q, welcome to the program. Say hello to Scott. Hey, Scott. How's it going, brother? Seth Liskey, the real estate investor in Stanton. Welcome to the show. Kyle Miller, wishing you the best. Wishing you the best, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, I caught one of his shows the other day. Well well done. Kyle Miller, the Kyle Miller Show, Thursdays at 2.15 p.m. on the I Love Seville Network. He is you with how many shows now? He's back in the saddle next Thursday. Kyle's uh, taking care of uh, some uh, time, uh, family time. Good for him. Back in the saddle on Thursday. We have like five, um, right? five shows in the 10.15 a.m. slot Monday through Friday, hmm. including one of our favorites, <laughs> Real Talk with Keith Smith. Also have the Jerry realize, and Jerry show and Today E. Mignogna. You, you realize I self rule. <laughs> um, we have the I Love Seville show Monday through Friday at 1230. We have the Juicy Details, which is the second episode with Hillary Lewis yeah. Murray. How did that go? I didn't get a phenomenal. chance to watch it. Good. Absolutely Good. phenomenal. Good. Good. She is uh, Wednesdays at 2.15 p.m. The Kyle Miller show Thursdays at 2.15 p.m. Judah, let's weave you in on a three shot. We were chattering yesterday about an additional show to the Ooh. lineup. At 2.15 p.m. yesterday. Are we allowed to talk about it? Mm. Okay. There could be two new additions to the oh, 2.15 wow. p.m. lineup. So, so that, that would put you at a total of what? Uh, there's no network in Charlottesville or the Central Virginia area that's creating more localized programming sure. or on-air content sure. than the I Love Seville Network. And it's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, that puts us at what, Judah? Five, ten... I mean, you're talking 20 plus hours a week. And Judah's like, gosh, <laughs> will you stop, please? Double hobby <laughs> yep. Will you stop, something please? Like pretty, it's pretty good. For something that started from scratch. Um, questions coming in fast and furious right here. Thank put them you. in the feed. I will relay them live on air. If you want to shape the discussion, put it in the feed. I'll relay it live on air. Uh, Spencer watching the program. Spencer, we love when you watch the show and ask questions. Kevin Yancey, good morning. Uh, Spencer says this to Keith. The secret's out on Louisa. How much more inventory can they accommodate? You know, that's the $64,000 question for those of us that remember that game show back in the 1800s. There, uh, <laughs> it was called the $64,000 question. I remember it as a kid watching it. Um, the... the <clears throat> The, the unique thing about Louisa right now is the ability uh, for their, their, their zoning ordinances are, are a little different. And I don't want to geek out here in a while, but in Louisa County, you can go out and buy 50 or 100 acres still on a state road and cut it up to a bunch of two-acre lots. Okay. Most jurisdictions, you can't do that. Fulvana County, you can't do that. Almar County, you can't do that. So, the, so you're starting, that's been happening in the last 12 to 24 months, and you're starting to see that. So that's why you'll see some of these um, smaller builders building uh, units because the, the ability to develop is so easy, is much easier. Right, so to, to compare it to Fulvana, for instance, okay. you know, you only can subdivide it into say five lots or three lots, and it depends on how much road frontage you have on it. And it, you, they, they do have a um, cluster development, which is a cluster bleep, <laughs> cluster duck, quack 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 quack. <clears throat> which I didn't even want to go down the road of explaining it. The bottom line with that is you can't do it unless you have central water and sewer. So that kind of pretty much takes that sub that development off off the table. I actually did the 
first and only one in Fulvana County back 100 years ago uh, in it. So, so, so you still can do that kind of development in Louisa County. You can still get out and acquire acreage that is on a state road, carve it up into two acre lots, put well and septic on it, and kind of mm -hmm. hit this 350, 325, 375 new construction number. That's going to hit a saturation level at some point. Eventually, you're just going to run out of dirt to go ahead and do that. But, you know, I think it's still going to uptick. I really do. Really Prices are going to start going up, though. Oh, like today. Well, <clears throat> if... Tomorrow. If we look at, what do we want to do? We want to do average or median price. You what like you median best? I like median only because it fractures stuff in and out. Judah, uh, I believe it's side four, which is this one. We'll get to these comments here, Thank viewers you. and listeners. Well, let, let's, let's, let's do this real, real quick. Um, so median, 2003, this is all property type types. Um, this is single-family attached, attached condos, everything, existing, new construction. Almar County, 2023, was 505. Fulvano, excuse me, uh, the city of Charlottesville was 459. The next highest of the one, two, three, four remaining jurisdictions was Louisa at 400. So it went, you know, you would expect Charlottesville and Almar to be up there. But the next highest of all the jurisdictions is um, Louisa County. I think that's going to keep on going. I think your inventory is going to pick up there, and at some point it might cap out. But at the moment, I think you're going to see the next 12 to 24 months that still being the rock store with Greene County, which we talk about. Kevin Yancey highlights Augusta County can do the same, Keith Smith. Yeah, I haven't done Augusta. I haven't done the other side of the hill. I mean, I don't mean to, uh, you know complain i am a marine so nagging and complaining comes natural to me uh but to do what we've done so far for 2023 is a ton of time and work and but so that you know kevin i am working on pulling in the data for the other side of hill plus buckingham county right to start taking a look at how that's looking 2023 versus 19 versus 16. griffin mark welcome to the show watching on the i love seville facebook page sam soul Sikdar, watching on the i love seville Facebook page. Spencer follows up which jurisdictions will have no inventory coming on market if he highlights Louisa's inventory coming on market. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty clear. I, yeah, I, let's, I'll let you jump in on that. I, 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 know, I think I know what it is, but I'm just curious. What I mean, I would, I would say Charlottesville, yeah. Albemarle, and Fluvanna, you're not going to see much inventory. Uh, you'll see it in Albemarle because it's picking up. Mm. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about new inventory. I'm talking about... That's what he's asking. Yeah, it, it, new inventory as in construction. New construction, new construction new is construction. what he's talking about. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. It's Charlottesville, Albemarle, and Fluvanna. It's going... The new inventory, we've talked about this. I was out of Greene County board meeting last night. Greene County will be the rock star. Yeah, Only, but Greene County's tapped after the stuff that's in the pipe is completed. But that number is about 1,800. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot, lot right? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, so you, you've got a substantial amount. So the bell curve on that. But there's not going to be any more after that. Well. Not for some time. Well. The appetite is. Well. Rob Neal, hello. Well, <laughs> the, the, the time that it's going to take to build all of that out, there'll be one or two cycles. 
You're, you're talking Elect- supervisor they'll changes. Be, they'll be, they potentially will be. Wait till Greene County sees cycle. the construction of 1,800 individual units and what, yeah, so that, what local residents are going to think that's about. That's spread throughout the, at the county, different locations, so forth and so on. Well, it also, it also will bring in new people that may think differently. Right. So, but the fact of the matter is, that's going to take time. And you know, as Neil Williamson um, likes to quote it, in the state of Virginia, we have an election every year. So, you know, every one to two years, uh, you're going to have some sort of uh, board of supervisors seat up. Now, if their folks are running against them, is a different story. But uh, yeah, Michael Buchanski, First Heritage hey, Mortgage's finest coach B. So how is he seeing the rates? He says as the Fed cuts rates, all areas will see an increase in pre-existing home inventory. I agree. I agree. I agree. Again, looking at the forty-nine that just came on, the lion's share of it uh, by somewhere around twenty-something, twenty-two, twenty-four, or Albemarle County. Uh, coach B, what's your prediction for uh, the thirty-year fixed? With a credit score of, let's say, 700 and above, if you want to go as high as 740, we can do that. 700 above, 740 above, 30-year fix on June 1. Now, you know what? Let's go start of the second quarter, Coach B. April 1, 30-year fixed, April 1, with a 700 or 740 or above. What do you see the rate at? Curious of what Coach B says. Well, I'm going to check what it is right now uh, because one of What are you using, Housing Wire? That, exactly right. How's it, Mark? How do you know that? I know you well. Damn. Uh, I'm a man who studies habits. A man who studies habits. Because if you know someone's habits, you can start you can making... Serve, you can serve them. Well, you can... You can yeah, that's what I was going to say. <coughs> yeah, you can start making really? predictions. I, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, he says more like third quarter, likely high 5%. Third quarter. High percents, high five in the... Third quarter, Q3. Well, I am working on this right now. What do you now. think it's going to be? Uh, what do you think it's going to be second quarter, Coach B? That question's coming to feed for you, Michael Buchensky. I need to. Uh, and, and Keith is looking right now. I just saw it on CNBC. You're looking mid sixes, depending on your your score. Yeah, I'm trying to. For whatever reason, I'm you're getting a question, Coach B, on a different Facebook page uh, from Thomas, who's asking um, second quarter to early summer. What he sees the rates to be at. Todd Rath, look, jump look, in here. Look, the, rea- the reality of it is we're seeing this by the jump of inventory, the jump of people going out. As I predicted, as the interest rates started moving down, you're going to get more people in it. So there doesn't have to be a floor. Buchensky says 6.5-ish now, 6.5-ish now. Yeah. So by early second quarter, you're looking at low to mid sixes. Yeah, so what I'm trying to look at right here is, you know, what does it depend on your credit score? And I am working on that for whatever reason. Uh, Makes a big difference, that score. Sure does. Um, here we go. Found it. Got it. What do you got? I am working on it, sir. So as of January 7th, which is that's the latest that this has. So I'm going to have to go and pivot, guys, here for a second. Uh, Coach B, what percentage of your uh, refinance business is, is, is uh, your overall book of business? Is refinancing now, um, I mean, the, you're talking about a point and a half swing since October. What percentage of your book of business right now is refis? I would imagine it's starting to pop some. Buchensky says you can get an FHA and a VA rate in the high 5% now with a point or so. You buy a point. There you go. 
buy a point, you can so get I'm a high fives. Right <clears throat> I would imagine his refi business is popping. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that right now. And but but what I'm also looking at, just a quick quick analysis on it. And I would love Coach B's. Here we go. That's what I'm looking for. Coach B's uh, assessment on it. If you have not a stellar credit rating, yeah, it's about a half a point extra. So I would love his read on it real quick. On you know, if I have you know, kind of an entry level credit score, what is that? What is that jumping? But at the moment, uh, if you've got a stellar credit rating. Uh, according to Housewire, a 30-year conforming, you're at roughly 6.68, so around 6.6, six, 6.5, somewhere around that. Uh, Mark Aldebeau. 6.5, Mark Aldebeau watching the program. He says, Keith, any predictions on 2024 percentage of new real estate tax assessment increases in the city of Charlottesville? 10% or less when statements go out at the end of January? It's important to highlight this, Mark, and you know you, you likely already know this. The assessments are tied to market value of houses. So the city can do very little when it comes to the assessment. What they can control is the real estate tax rate, however. I would imagine assessments year over year when they come out in January um, are going to see a double-digit assessment increase. So if you... I mean, I just got mine on the commercial profile that I own, and it was uh, a difficult pill to swallow. Yeah. Well, so... We talk about this this time of the year every year, right? You're going to contest. You can contest. Um, we typically get phone calls all the time about this, about can you do me an, an assessment on it? But um, it's a three-legged stool, right? So one of it is the assessment. I do, and, and our good friend Woody Fincham uh, with Fincham Associates. Love Woody Fincham. Fincham Associates, one of the best in the game. You know, appraisal or, excuse me, assessment let me rephrase it, say this again. Assessment does not necessarily equate market value, so let's not con- conflate the two. Uh, but what happens is the jurisdiction does a property assessment. The second part of that leg is their budget, and the third part of that leg is the rate. So, you know, the value is the value. The they value have, they have no control of. They have, it's, it's whatever the assessor comes up with. But they do control. But the assessor's tying it to market value. Not necessarily. I mean, I, I can tell you. Uh, I understand a lot of them check in lower. but Some check in higher. Eh, Some check in higher. I will tell you, in, in Fluvanna County, that happened to me last but year. But in Fluvanna County, isn't it a fly-by assessor? No. It's not a, is, isn't it an out-of-market assessor? It is an out-of-market right. assessor. Right, right. It's not an in-house. When it's an out-of-market assessor, those mistakes are more prevalent. Yeah, and, and we contested it. And right. one. Right. So, so the second part, the second and the third leg. Hillary Lewis Murray watching the program. Kipasa Chica, the star the, of the Juicy Details. Ooh. The second and the third leg, the jurisdiction does control. That's the bu- budget and the rate. So those three things typically get time. Well, let's cut to the chase. The city is going to raise the budget. Well, it's going to have to. They're going to spend more money. Very, I, I, and the number one driver of filling the budget or funding the budget is rooftops. The very correct, because it's a majority, depending on the jurisdiction, but by and far, 
It's typically rooftops. Yeah. Albemarle and Charlotte's will have a little bit more. And Neil Williamson. Business revenue or commercial revenue. He, he does a great report. Fluvanna's over 90% tied to rooftops. About 96, 95%. Which should really um, concern residents. Yeah, like I said last year. Last year was the first year I actually paid more cash, cash for my house than if it was in Albemarle County. Mm. It's cash. It's cash, brother. No, I get it. You know. You should put that in perspective a little more of what you mean. Unpack that. So my tax assessed value and my rate, I pay X dollars. Mm-hmm. If I were to pick my house up and it's two acres, right, central water and sewer, and drop it somewhere in Albemarle County, my value would go up. My assessed value would go up, even though the rate went down a little bit, yeah. the rate's lower. Cash, side by side, I would pay exactly the same amount. Okay, it's about 100 bucks off. But I would pay exactly the amount of cash. So when you do your three-legged, three, three math Because your, your assessed value would probably uptick somewhere between 30 and 35%, maybe that's, 40%. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, but... But you're saying it would be counterbalanced by a lower tax rate. That's exactly right. Yeah. And... That's like, a hell of a counterbalance on the tax rate. That's why I'm giving a little hemming and hauling. Well, you. no, but it's a thing, right? And this is why people need to pay attention to it, right? And we talk about this all the time. Where the rubber meets the road is budget is time with the local rubber, electeds. This is, why, is that what you were going to say? This is why all politics are local <laughs> because it affects your pocketbook. It does. Right, on that stuff. But it yeah, does. so I, if I was smart enough and fast enough, I could probably do a quick city uh, value year over year, but I only have it broken down in front of me in four year for your, uh, for your inc- increments. Michael Buchensky says, I would not refinance now. I told all my clients with rates in the 7%, we need to yeah. look to wait until mid-year to the third quarter. I think there will be an initial drop, which is what we are seeing now. But there will be another drop or two or three once they start to cut rates. So I hold off on refinancing until the second or third quarter drop. And does he agree with that's my... A good, that's a good... Uh, assessment. No, that's a good uh, trusted advisor right there. Because a lot of folks in his category of business, especially after 13 to 18 months of... Limited funds. Of crickets, yeah, yeah, yeah. would jump on any opportunity to do business. Well, so, so this is why you use the term trusted advisor, right? Yeah. And this is why you need trusted advisors in your category, in your thing. Because sometimes doing this is not in your best interest. But all he does is he builds trust and relationship. Yeah, because the last thing he would want to do would be irk clients who refinance now. And then then in the third quarter, the rates get into the fives. And they drops another point. Yeah, and they're like, what the heck did you just advise us to do? So that's the reason why I counsel our clients if you want to do this. You know, you want to get as close to 2% spread as possible. Um, And, you know, that is, you know, when we start flirting in the low sixes, you know, we're, we're getting close because we were almost, you know, we were at, hovering at eight at a couple of, for a while there. So if you bought at eight and you're somewhere and it hits about six or sub six, I would love him to disagree with me on this. But that, that would be my advice that, okay, you know, we're, we're starting to get there that this is making sense because it, it's, I don't think it's going to go much below five, five. So when you start getting somewhere around six, the real question is, if it hits six, and we're all seeing six on the 30 fixed in 2024, and folks got three to four during COVID, uh, locked in three to four to COVID, will they put, will they, will they sidestep the two to five percent increase to put their equity into motion? I, so the good doctor and I were having a conversation in prep for today that just didn't happen. 
But what I wanted to talk to her about, I've been doing this for 35 years. There's never been this, this golden handcuffs scenario. I think that's going to impact inventory probably more than we know. And it's not necessarily, um, well, I'm not going to move. People are going to move. No, they're going to keep their house as a rental. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. And that's and, what the UVA professor that watches this show made, a prof- the economics professor, and I, and that I, sent uh, us essentially a 2,000-word analysis. And I don't... He th- sent that to us 14 months ago. And I don't think he's going to be wrong because what's happening is I own this house. My, it's, it's an asset. Not only is it an asset, but it's an asset that's appreciating at huge amounts. Right. Right? So now I can use that cash to work with. Yeah. Right? So if I go into Mike and I'm at 2% and, or 3%, even if it drops to, say, 5.5, you know, is there any way that I can go ahead and figure out a way to capitalize on some of my cash out of this house so I can acquire something else and buy. So it becomes a math and an, an ROI problem. Um, exercise, not a problem. But I will say this. Not everyone is cut out to be... Carly Wagner, I'll get to your comments in a matter of moments. Not everyone is cut out to be a landlord. No, though that's the... That's, that's, you know, I will tell you, we, we only one, one, own one rental. I used to own 14. I will never go back to the point of not having somebody... Uh, like Ally Property Management, manage, manage my rental properties. Now, the delta between what we bought it for and what the rent is is quite large, and I can absorb that expense, and I don't have to deal with it. I constantly forget that I have a rental. Carly Wagner watching the program. She says, or even if you have a 2% loan, if you choose to move up or are forced to move, would you sell? Would you rent? She would rent. And wait. No, she would hold the house that has the 2% loan on it, and then she would, uh, sure. she would rent it. Sure, because if something... Oh, rent the home. She'd Got rent it. the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what we're talking about, right? But, but that means you, you, you either had to have had enough cash built up, right, to buy, because you're probably going to... Or she pulls out money against it. She pulls out money against it, that, and that's it. And then what now, I mean, not every financing uh, vehicle allows you to do that, to go purchase another residence. Now you can your do rates it, are more expensive, and you can time it in certain ways. Where yeah, let's not go down there. It's on the hush hush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Buchensky says you want to start looking at it once the new rate is one percent lower than what they currently have. A lot of current clients are there right now, but I still think the rate um, they wait until the Fed market cuts, especially going into an election year. The yeah. current administration would love to say, "Look how great we are doing," and if rates are lower yeah. in say June, they will have yeah, their yeah, talking 100%. point. And that's really some great advice to wrap the show up on. Uh, 1% is good, but I think holding on and waiting until it gets to uh, 2%. And, and you get somebody like Mike that's, that's, that's in your corner. Mike, you should come on the show. Uh, absolutely. You're invited anytime. So when it starts getting, you know, it looks like it's climbing to 2 but then it's going closer to 1, then you just pull the trigger and get going. Unless you absolutely need the cash now and... Carly says you can do a HELOC. There are some fine no. prints on the HELOC that doesn't allow you to parlay that into yeah. other real estate purchases, yeah. my friend. Well. Now, you can time it certain ways, but I'm not telling anyone to do anything. And there's also a distance question, primary residence versus secondary yeah. residence, and that all depends upon your rate. I will tell you the best deal to do is buy something, and we don't have enough time to talk about this because we're over time, uh, 
This is like we do. We, we did a sell of finance. That, that's like the best. That's how I bought all my stuff. That's the best way to do yeah. that. 14 yeah. of those. I've so, Mike, you're welcome to come on and, and keep us straight, please. You're, you're a rock star and you add a lot to the show. It says shoot him a few dates. He's in. Got it. We'll do shoot it. Shoot him a few dates. Keith Smith's birthday is tomorrow. Wish him a happy birthday. Keith Smith's birthday is tomorrow. Wish wish him a happy birthday. There is no real talk on Friday. He's going to be in Richmond spending time with his granddaughter, his daughter, and son-in-law. Judah Wickhauer, the director of this fine and fair talk show, the I Love Seville show at 1230. And the second episode of the Juicy Details with Hillary Lewis Murray at 2.15 p.m. Thank you kindly for joining us. Take care, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's uh, five years of doing it, or almost five years of doing this.